When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me are my two co-hosts, Lon and Mariam. Hey, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. How was you guys' holiday? It was cool. I took a week off. It it went by super fast. Right? uh, They're just never long enough. (laughs) Yeah, same with me. I took some time off from work and just hung out with the kiddos and turned my laptop off and slept in an extra hour in the morning and just rolled out of bed whenever the hell I felt like it. So I felt good. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys happen to have any uh, French toast during the holiday? (laughs) (laughs) I no, love because it's un- someone it's needs unhealthy. to tell. <laughs> oh, so you I you have... had carrot? You had a carrot in the corner? <laughs> yeah, I had carrots in the corner. <laughs> the fuck, dude? <laughs> so, so let me ask you guys: Would you be like Natalie and continue being strict with your diet, even if it means eating a carrot, or would you be more open to an American diet? Well, okay, here let me answer that in two ways. First. I would definitely try to open up a little bit. However, secondly, and this is where I'm going out with this, is I don't blame her. I think dietary restrictions are important. They're important to people who have a certain lifestyle. That's no different than someone saying I'm vegan or someone saying I don't eat pork, right? Or okay. there's a, a dietary restriction is a dietary restriction. So I don't think she was being particularly rude it was actually pretty reasonable and especially if he knows that right if you've been dating and you know that you're dating someone with a particular dietary restriction like for him to not accommodate it or to not foresee that or to not care that was actually rude on his part i thought so i was with her on that at first you know obviously she was picky about her thing everything's it's too cold here and you know i don't like your place and all that stuff but then the dietary restriction, he could have accommodated that. I think when you're dating someone that long, I think you, you should be able to accommodate a dietary restriction. And to me, it just points more to the fact that he wasn't really, he wasn't really being thoughtful with her visit. It almost makes me wonder if he's sabotaging it intentionally, if he doesn't want her to be there. So he's like being a dick about it. I don't know. That's where I stood on that. I could totally see that, Lon. To answer your question, so, like, she's clearly into her health, into her looks, into fitness and stuff. And we kind of saw a little bit of that in the last season when, like, they went for, like, a jog. And she Mm -hmm. was, like, pushing him to run in some park in Russia when he was out there for a visit. So the fact that, you know, she's not into the French toast, I don't hold it against her. I don't think she's being rude or anything like that. She didn't make fun of it. She just said it just tastes unhealthy, right? So if she was like, oh, this is disgusting, I think then, yeah, she would be kind of rude. 
But we have to admit the American diet is hella fatty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We are <laughs> yeah. just a very obese country and we like to just indulge, right? All the time. And I think in his case, from what I remember, he lost a bunch of weight after his divorce. Mm. So if anything, he should kind of adopt some of her habits, right? While she's around. And I agree that it felt like she was eating a carrot. Like that's all you had for her. That was kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of like, an afterthought type of a thing so yeah i, yeah. I could totally see that he, he wasn't really thinking it through and the french toast was dry too like it should be moist if it's like dipped in eggs and stuff <laughs> or butter <laughs> or butter it's yeah butter on that shit, did you hear you what know? he said he said maybe maybe put some syrup on it so it's not so dry <laughs> 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 bruh because you overcooked it <laughs> if you're totally. at least gonna make her eat something that, you know, that she doesn't normally eat at least try to cook it good <laughs> right <laughs> Do you guys think he's more ill-prepared as opposed to unprepared for her? Because he did put some thought in bringing her to Seattle and introducing her to the city. And then, obviously, when they returned to his home, yes, it seems like he wasn't accommodating enough or he didn't buy the right groceries to accommodate her healthy lifestyle. I wonder if that's the case as opposed to him wanting to, like, purposely sabotage the relationship which is the rumor out there that you know he's probably baiting her to break up with him which we all also know it's not true because like i mentioned on our last episode uh, they did get married eventually so they are legit married that's confirmed not just a rumor there is married if you google uh, you can find their marriage certificate it was wow. dated in march of this year Wow. Wow. Pandemic okay. wedding. Pandemic yeah. wedding. Pandemic wedding. <laughs> They're like, shit, we better get married before something happens. And I think a lot of people did that, right? Yeah. That's also yeah. what Stacy did with Florian. Like, they were Correct. like, let's head for the hills because we don't know what the hell's going to happen next. Yeah. For me, I think, at least in the beginning, I don't think his heart and his mind were into it. He wasn't as invested as she was and you could kind of already see because he didn't give her the ring she wants the ring that's all she keeps talking about and as we saw from the preview it seems like she wants to set a wedding date and he's a bit reluctant so at the beginning of the season it seems like he's just not there he's just not there yet and from what we got when she told him that her visa was approved and all this so i think you know maybe at the beginning he just wasn't 100 percent And because of that, it made him unaccommodating. Whether it was purposeful or not, I just don't think he was really all there with it. So, I totally agree. I think that Natalie has to be all in because she left her life in Russia and she's here in Seattle. So she doesn't really have another choice. She literally flew over to be with him and to kind of make this 90-day fiancé visa work. Otherwise, I don't think she would have even set foot on the plane. Mm -hmm. And so she has all the time in the world right to complain and be high maintenance and to ask about the ring and ask about the wedding whereas on the flip side he is still in his everyday routine in his life he's still working apparently he wakes up really late and comes home late at night to put some food on the table so he does feel like he has one foot in one foot out Mm -hmm. um and you know lon you mentioned it when she said hey guess what my visa got approved he didn't really have the most excited face (laughs) on. He was like, holy crap, you Uh, know, what the hell are we going to do now? So uh, I don't think his heart is in it. I mean, he's not ready to give her the ring. 
And because of that, it's just going to cause a lot of turmoil in their relationship. Whereas she's ready. She wants the ring. She wants a wedding date. Like, why not? Right? Like, what else is she going to do? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do you think he was hesitant because he knows her well enough to know that she is probably not receptive to country life? or to rural life. And as we saw on last night's episode, she literally freaked out seeing what a small town she's in. And she's already worked out what will happen to her in the next few days when Mike goes to work. And mm-hmm. she she's freaking out. As someone who came from a city state, I know it can get hella boring to be stuck in the countryside or in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So I can see why she freaked out. And maybe that tells me that Mike was probably apprehensive on like, you know, wanting to give her back the ring because he's not even sure if she'll make it in the U.S. All right. For me, adapting to the country life or to to a slower paced life, I think that was a small part of it. I think before she got here, the glaring issues, I think one, he probably still holds a grudge when she said she didn't love him or when she couldn't say, excuse me, she didn't say she didn't love him, but she couldn't say she loved him. Like, I think that is hurtful. Like, okay, well, I'm supposed to put a ring on your finger, but you mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't even say that you loved me. So, like, what's that about, right? So I think there's still that. And then the, the bigger issue is his financial stability and her wanting kids. Like, f- that would scare anybody who's not prepared financially. So, one, he's already saying he's not financially ready. And then, two, now she's saying she wants kids. So, dude, I don't have, I barely have enough money to take care of us. Now you're trying to put a responsibility of raising like another life. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes a little bit, right? And I think mm-hmm. these are things maybe that they need to, at least he feels that they need to continue talking about and to make sure they're on the same page on. It just can't be about, give me the ring. Let's set a date. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got 90 days to figure this out. Let's figure it out. You know, where do we stand on children? Are you okay with waiting on this? Where do we stand? Do you understand that because I'm not balling out of control right now, we are going to have to sacrifice, you know, a few things. And I think this is the second time where somebody's complained about a man's job. What don't you understand that we need to put a paycheck or someone needs to put a paycheck? It's not a sex thing, man or woman. You need to put a paycheck on the table. If work says you have to come to work, like you have to come to work. And I think she's just, she's scared. One, it's disappointing. Yeah, she's going to be pent up in a house for five days straight. But you have to at least understand that you need notice to take time off, you know. And I think that was reasonable for him to say next weekend, not this coming weekend. She's like, so I got to wait two weeks. Like, yeah. Or, you know, maybe he could have compromised better. Maybe he could have said, yeah, we won't be able to spend as much time as we want, though. Would you rather I take Friday off and spend more time at Snoqualmie Falls um, and make Mm -hmm. the trip worth it? Because if you don't want to wait two weeks, we can do it, but we're not going to be able to enjoy it for a long time. So maybe that was a conversation that could have been a little more thought out. But as that conversation proved, she also shuts down. She's not good at talking. And he he was treating her like a child. He was like, come on, let's use our words, right? (laughs) That's what my brother and his wife tell my nephew and niece. Whenever they cry or throw a tantrum, you know, they're like, try to encourage them. Look, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know what you mean. Let's use our words. And he was telling her that. And I was like, yeah, maybe she's afraid. She's afraid to tell him how disappointed 
she really is in this visit and how frustrating it is that you know she wants a future with him and he's not offering her much so she could actually benefit from some communication with him you know i'm just surprised that these big city girls are like shocked that these guys are from the small towns you know <laughs> Like, I don't understand that. Like, what a huge miscommunication. Like, seriously, what are you guys talking about over FaceTime? That's like my first little rant. The second thing is that I think Natalie is completely just oblivious to all the issues that they have. Mm. Um, kind of, you know, what you said, Lon, like the main thing, which was you did not say that you loved him. Then you like threw the ring at him. You know? Yeah. That was like so It's like rude. whoa. You know, and then he like left and then from what I can recollect, she didn't even go with him to the airport. Or did she? She did. She did. But it yeah. but it was like this forced chore, this burdensome type of companionship to the airport. It wasn't like I'm gonna miss you, I'm gonna love you, you're the love of my life, you know, which is how it should be, I feel like if your fiance is visiting you overseas. So I feel like, okay, they forgot about all this stuff. He hasn't clearly. He's still like just hurting. He looks like his heart's been broken. And yes, he's just like, you know what I mean? He looks like he's yeah. in pain. Like he looks like he's suffering. Like, you know, like, he looks sad and he looks depressed. And I feel like he's trying to put it, all the pieces back together. But yeah. she's like trying to rush it. And yeah. where's the ring? And why he's this? He's so like, unsure also. You know, yeah. he's always asking. He's always asking. So what do you think about this? And do you think this could be something you like? Or blah, blah, blah. It's like he's lost his confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's the relationship. It's like you said, it's like he's trying to build it back up. She right. thinks it's all fine and dandy and that they just right. need to work things out. No, for him, these are pieces he's fucking like trying to put yeah. back together. Like he, yeah. it's like he doesn't know her. So he's constantly asking her what's okay and what's right and what she likes. And it's kind of sad to see. Yeah. I feel like some people are like super feisty, like Natalie. They say what they want to say. They're irrational. They see all these things. It's hurtful. And then the next day they're, they're ready to move on and they're ready to like forgive and forget and move on. And that yesterday was yesterday and today is today. Whereas some people who are a little bit more sensitive, like him, like those words cut mm -hmm. and those words break. And the next day, you're still broken and you're still wounded and you can't move on. So I feel like they're, they're not aligned like right. when it comes to communication stuff. Whereas I feel like she's, oh, it's just a fight. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll move on. Where's my ring? You know, Where's because I ring? feel, you know what I mean? For her, it's like yeah. the ring is the goal. The ring and the wedding is the goal. Like, that is why she's here. Not necessarily a relationship. Whereas with him, it's like, well, dude, like, this is long term. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's make sure we're aligned. Let's make sure you're comfortable. Let's make sure that you're happy. And so I think that's why there's a huge disconnect. I'm sorry to be like Sean Robinson here, but I think we need to put a pin on this and come back to it because it's going to be a There's long, a lot to unpack with There's them. a lot to unpack. And before this turns into an hour uh, recording, let's, let's move on. Thing. Yeah, let's move on. Thank um, you, Nadia. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Jovi and Yara. I want to like kind of segue into this too because it seems like Yara has the same communication style as Natalie. They both are very direct, can be very harsh, but it's just their communication style. And maybe it's an Eastern European thing. I'm starting to see a pattern here because even Andre can cut really deep with his words and he doesn't seem like 
he knows he's offending his wife, Lizzie. But what do you guys think about these two couple? I just feel like the episode, I mean, or rather the scene with them is it's like seeing a, a young couple, almost like very juvenile, like, you know, just starting out type of couple that's arguing about furniture. But what I like about their scene is that Jovi came up to be the bigger person by making the first move to apologize. And he did say he tries to make her as comfortable as he can with the apartment and everything. And I thought he was doing things right. You know, even though he's from the bio, he rented an apartment in the warehouse district, which according to the salesperson in the furniture store is a really nice district to live at. But is she being unreasonable? Is she just being controlling? What do you guys think? Is she like trying to whip him up into shape? Mariam. Okay, can we just talk about this woman, the sales lady, first of all? Like, oh, yeah. And why was she all MVP. up in business? <laughs> I personally think she's the MVP. A lot of people think so, too, because she, she called them both keep, out. She checked both of them, both especially of them, him, but, yeah. but both of them. I yeah. don't think it was any of her business, honestly. <laughs> I don't think it was any of her business because when two people are fighting, the third person is just going to pour fuel on the fire. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what they say. These people are already worked up. So that's my first comment. My second comment is that the rug Yara pick was absolutely hideous. Sparkly white <laughs> shag rug. Like, are you serious? The like, mirror what? too. Rug, the mirror right? too with reflective embezzlements on the that edge. Awful. Oh my God. FYI, that's like, my rug in my closet. So <laughs> I, I can see that me and Yara have the same taste. I don't have that mirror, but I approve. And I can see why she picked all of those because it's just very girly and it's what's It's a girly girl right mirror. Yeah. yeah. It's, a girly it's girl very in trend right now. <laughs> yeah. But it's your opinion, Mary. We respect that. <laughs> no, but listen, okay, in your closet, totally fine, okay? I didn't say nothing about the mirror, okay? That shag <laughs> sparkly carpet, dude, it's just like Austin Powers. That's all I kept thinking about the movie. <laughs> um, so that, that got to go. And, you know, the thing is, so Yara met Jovi overseas. Like, Jovi doesn't really seem like the type of guy that would just flip the script on her and all of a sudden act like someone he's not. He comes across pretty authentic all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. if, but again, I don't know. I, I haven't traveled with the guy. And same with Yara. It seems like she's her high maintenance self all the time with him. So they are the people that they are. For her to expect Jovi is going to go from like, you know, Bayou Boatman to, I don't know, you know, um, <laughs> a, you know a fucking famous DJ that plays in Ibiza <laughs> overnight. It's just, just not going to happen. So it's like, I remember reading somewhere there's like a formula for happiness and it's like expectations minus reality, right? So happiness equals expectations minus reality. And so her expectations are just too fucking high for this guy. Like, I don't know mm. what she's expecting. I'm pretty sure Jovi said, hey, this is my life. I go travel on a boat. I go do my thing. This is where I live. I go fishing. Like he comes across fairly simple, like a pretty simple normal nothing fancy nothing crazy type of a guy so for her to like want to change him or have really high expectations is again surprising for me they seem like they're just a very young super inexperienced couple trying to figure all this out i'm not saying it's one person's fault or the other person's fault i just think that they're incompatible and we've talked about this before hmm. so watching them it's like okay yeah like you're, you're the high maintenance russian and he's like the simple guy in the bayou that likes to drink his beer in the backyard. You know what I mean? So how the hell is this going to work? Tell me, guys. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. 
So here's the thing. I want them to work. Watching their scene for me, I think they're two very relatable people and they're two also very relatable as a couple. I think this scene kind of shows just how authentic this show can be. This is, I think, 90 Day Fiance at its best. You're taking someone from a foreign country who's completely different. You're bringing them to America. Not everyone from America is from a big city. You know, there's a lot of small towns here in America. And you're seeing how they interact. And you're getting this, like, clash of different cultures and personalities. And, like, this couple is why I watch 90 Day Fiance, to see shit like this. And I thought, like, the conflict was super real because my brother and his wife as compatible as they are my brother told me himself yo the one thing we fight about furniture <laughs> because his 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 sense is different he's very minimalist she's kind of more on the rustic side and when he picks something she's like uh-uh no are you kidding me she was trained she's like in architecture and in design and i told him i said um you know she has an eye for it because of this and he said yeah but are you dissing my personal taste so like these are things that real couples like fucking fight about right yeah. and then you know i think telling him to throw out the furniture was a bit much <laughs> to know, you know take that to the garbage okay <laughs> like i was like yo like, i thought take that it was right now. yeah take it right now i thought that was a bit much but to kind of see them resolve it right and for him to say look i understand she's coming here with nothing aside from what she packed in her fucking suitcase right she's coming here with nothing and for him to like recognize that and to say let's let her have this one let's give her the w i'll take the l on this one and for them to just like work through it it took a while yeah there were some heated words and he tried to make her understand his point she tried to make her understand her point and i think at the end they did at the end he was like okay, it's not my apartment. It's ours now, right? And she's like, well, if you ever fucking call it yours again, you know? <laughs> and it was, to me, it was cute. It was heartwarming. And they hugged it out. They kissed each other, you know? And okay, like, this is how it happens. You, you encounter conflict. You fucking talk about it. Yeah, you might hurt each other's feelings. But at the end of the day, you realize how much you love each other. And, you know, maybe someone has to be the bigger person or maybe someone has to realize this is a battle that I don't want to fight anymore and let's get through it. So really watching them, it just really felt super relatable. It felt really genuine as much as we know that this show can be like fabricated. This didn't seem like a fabricated thing. Maybe the salesperson might have been planted to say, hey, he's actually, you know, in a really good district. You could do a lot less, you know what I mean, in, in, in where we're at. But then to call her out as well, or to him out as well, and say, you need to apologize to her. I thought that was cool, one, because she pointed out both of their faults. I think you're expecting too much because he really found a great place in the warehouse district. But then at the same time, look, like, don't you realize what you just did? You need to apologize for what you just said to her, for hurting her feelings. So I thought, really, guys, this scene for me was a standout moment in the show. And it really makes me want to root for them as a couple. You are so much more mature than I am. <laughs> I just want to say that when she said... Jovi has swamp taste. I'm like, does that mean you're that was swamp fucked up? Swamp taste. Right? Like those <laughs> yeah. comments gotta go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Swamp that's taste. again. That's probably her communication style, but she's gotta learn to like tone that down because it is very offensive. That's if offensive. Hear it. Yeah. yeah. 
and you know just being super critical on his furniture and the apartment how small it is like we get it you took a leap of faith coming to the US and you obviously have high expectations of what he can accommodate to you but he's trying his best and i think we all can see that so i hope Yara Kane cut him some slack. Eh, here's the thing. Like I said before, look, man, you wanted that, though. If you want a high-maintenance chick, you got to yeah. be willing to do high-maintenance shit, man. That's just <laughs> it. That's just it. That, you know what I mean? It's the oh. same way. If the tables were turned and you were dating a guy, let's say you were dating a guy who you considered a bit out of your league and you thought, hey, I am lucky to have this guy. Okay, well, you better be ready to put up with his shit then. You know what I mean, right? Because it comes with a price. I know. I'm just saying, (laughs) though. I'm just saying, right? There are certain things that come with certain things. I mean, she's attractive, but I wouldn't, like, die for her. Let's say, okay, well, well, let me change the metaphor. Let's say a car, right? You can drive the Toyota or you can drive the Lexus. But if you drive the Lexus... You know, you got to do Lexus shit, man. You got to yep. take that thing it's out. Expensive. Yeah, you got to maintain it every 30K instead of every 60K, right? If something happens to some of the parts, hey, you got to go and import a part rather than get a stateside part. Like, there's just certain things. If you want the high maintenance shit, you got to be willing to deal with the high maintenance shit, right? And that's it. And he wants that. So he, he needs to, <laughs> he needs to strap gonna, himself I'm on for the ride. I'm going to start using that quote everywhere on social media. You want high-maintenance <laughs> shit, you gotta start doing high You gotta start doing shit. it, yeah. Like. It's a fucking brilliant, dude. You're on a roll today. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Shall we move on to Brendan and Julia? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I feel super triggered when the family started showing her how to do those farm chores. And I'm like... Man, first of all, I get it. She's staying at the farmhouse for free, but I would have at least talked to her about her willingness to help with the chores rather than kind of expect her to do it just because she's staying there with you guys. And, you know, I know you guys could probably use an extra hand, but that brought me the wrong way. And I think Julia is being very gracious and reasonable by saying she's giving them a month. But it seems like she's taking it with good strides, even though she's freaking out about stuff like crickets being in the house and all that stuff. Mm. I just feel bad for her. I wish Brendan would have stood up a little bit more. And I know his dad this time around put his foot down when he tried to like renegotiate the terms of their sleeping arrangement. So yeah, I'm really interested to see where this couple will land. But what do you guys think? He needs to leave. I don't think he's going to. This is a tough one. I think he needs to break away or else this is going to be doomed. The farm life is not for her. We already see there's going to be conflict if they stay. And she's just not the type. She explicitly said, I don't do this. This is not for me. And I'm going to give it a month. And um, who knows? Maybe in that month, things could change. But yeah, I felt that they were kind of unreasonably forcing her. They weren't giving her a choice, and that's the thing. They weren't yeah. saying, hey, would you like to help us out? This could be your future. If you marry my son, this could very well be your future. You, we'll have this expectation that you'll, you'll help around the farm. And they could have presented it that way rather than, okay, you know, every morning you're going to do this and this and this. You're going to do this, right? That's what it felt like. And um, yeah. 
it was just so like, hey, <laughs> I didn't sign any forms. This is, yeah, I, I didn't, I, that's not what I'm here for. I kind of sided with her on that, that like, I did not sign up for this, right? And I get it that, you know, in 90 days, I'm expected to be engaged and married to your son, but where's my choice in all of this, right? Do I even have one? It didn't seem like they were offering her a choice at all. And so that kind of did trigger me. And yeah, with the sleeping arrangement, I mean, I get that. I've, I sided with that. I sided with the parents on that one already. Like, I get it. That's kind of normal. As old as they are, I mean, I have parents that are the same way. They, would, they would say, nope, that's not happening, not under my roof. Hey, so, you know, that means you just got to go. So <laughs> we talked about this uh, in our last episode. If, guys, if you're new to our uh, to WTF, listen to our previous podcast. We talked about this. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. She needs to have a choice, not like assuming that she's fucking hired help and shit. Like, clearly it's not her thing. Go-go dancer turned like pig feeder. It's just, I don't know. Pig that feeder. Just feels like <laughs> just something that's never going to happen. So I totally agree. They need to move out. Brandon needs to grow a pair. He needs to just cut the umbilical cord. You know, if he wants to make this relationship work with Julia then he needs to kind of just have a relationship with Julia, not Julia, his mom, his dad, the farm, the animals. It's just not going to work because he was like in a really great equilibrium before Julia came. And I think in his head, he thought, well, she's just going to be like a missing piece of this puzzle. But I think that what he needs to realize is like they kind of need to make their own life together outside of the existing picture, which was him, his family and the farm, the animals. It's just clearly not her thing you know so it's gonna be very painful i was also triggered and i was actually surprised julie didn't say anything i thought she took it pretty well like had i been in her shoes i think i i would have already exploded like 10 times like <laughs> at the mother right by now we're at brandon or something yeah. so the yeah. fact that she kind of like just bit her lip and like you could just tell from her face she's not happy but she didn't say anything and i was surprised i was like wow that could have easily just been like an easy argument you know like, yeah. I would have gone up and be like, just go fuck yourself, Brandon, you know? <laughs> like, Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing about this couple is Brandon, he is not saying enough. He's not speaking up enough. He's not putting his foot down enough. Like, whether he sides with his parents or whether he sides with his fiance, he is not saying enough. He's not taking enough responsibility for, for dictating where this relationship is going to go. He's kind of just, uh, whatever the parents say or wherever, whatever my fiance says or blah, blah, blah. And he's kind of letting them duke it out. Dude, this is the time where you need to speak up. You mm -hmm. need to say what you want, you know, and have either your fiance respect your wishes or your parents respect your wishes. But you can't just let your fiance and your parents hash it out themselves right and you know yeah he brings it up a little bit and then he kind of falls back but i don't think he's doing enough and i think his fiance too kind of feels that way like dude where are your fucking balls dude like yeah. <laughs> speak the fuck up dude you need yep. to make these fyi they gave an interview with sean robinson there was a clip that was uploaded on the 90 day fiance instagram account and he reiterated the whole not wrapping his tool Oh, and oh um, Sean Robinson was really giving him a, a tough time. Like she did ask, like, why don't you wrap it? I don't know. Brendan is just not someone who's gonna fight for this. He's just pretty content with living under his parents' roof and their rules. Yeah. And I have a feeling that 
Julia is probably indebted to them too. And that's why she didn't blow up because she knows that her being in the U.S. is maybe 100% sponsored by the parents. Mm. Mm-hmm. I could say that. Is this one doomed, y'all, or is there a chance for this? I think there's a chance. I think she really wants to be in America, so she'll yeah. make it work. Yeah, I don't know. I think he has to leave. I think eventually he will. This is just a drama that they have to drum up just to be part of 90 Day Fiancé. It's, the, it's their story. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. their story. It's their story. All right. Speaking of story, do we want to talk about Ziet and uh, Rebecca? Because it seems like a very brief encounter with him packing and about to leave for America and buying her a gift. Yeah, I felt this episode, there were couples that really didn't offer much. I think their 90 Day Fiance is kind of stringing us along just to give us a little bit to keep us coming in for the next episode. And I think Zied and Rebecca is one of those couples. Like, they just gave us a small taste to kind of keep them in our, like, peripheral. Really wasn't much going on with them. Like, we already know the case. The case was approved, yay! But we kind of knew that when they took his passport. We talked about it like, oh, oh, drama. Well, what's going to happen? But then you were like, oh, yeah, that's actually normal when they're going to approve you. <laughs> so, so, like, that wasn't a big surprise once you told me that. I'm like, oh, so... Pretty much that means he's going to get approved for a fucking <laughs> yeah. visa. And yeah, lo and behold, he got approved. So like, this was just a small kind of taste. Like, hey guys, remember us? It wasn't anything <laughs> like revealing or big. I thought it was cool to kind of see him with Zied, with his parents. But there wasn't really much to say. Like, it's sad he's going to leave his parents. I think Zied looks good. I mean, I did write that down. Yeah. Like, oh wow, Zed actually looks pretty good. Like, is he is he working out? Is he? He cut his you know, hair off. He, he did his did hair. Yeah, yeah, he did his yeah. fucking hair. He lost a little bit of weight. So I mean, I made mention of that, but um, I mean, aside from that, there really wasn't much for me this episode for Rebecca and Zed. Yeah, same. Did you what guys he know he did uh, heating and cooling, according to his dad? I did write down a note that almost seemed a bit condescending. For me, it came off as maybe they dismissed it as a profession, as a legit profession. And he had to reiterate, I did, you know, learn a trade, you know, like, almost like they were dismissing, dismissing him. And he had to reiterate, nope, I fucking learned a trade. Back the fuck up. <laughs> Hold what, up. right? But I don't parents... know. That's, that's kind of how it, I took it when they said that. I think what the dad was trying to get at is he did learn a trait, but he's probably not using that for his actual profession. Like, wasn't he working for a studio or something? Or maybe he was doing odd jobs or he was in between jobs, but he never really worked as whatever he studied, which Mm. sounds like HVAC. Yeah, I know that if my parents said that to me, I would read between the lines and I would take it as they are not accepting my current profession and that they want Mm -hmm. me to do better you know yeah i think like when i I was younger you know when i was younger and i was chasing like dreams of getting like a music major and stuff that's something my parents would say to me oh you know you should actually learn something i'm like i am you know i'm in school for music production you know like that's something that they would say as asian parents right oh yeah i meant you know fucking law or medicine you know what i mean right like underhandedly sliding that shit in that's the way i related to that comment when they said, oh, you should, you know, learn a profession or something. And he's like, I did. 
you know, <laughs> heating and cooling, you know. So that's the way I took it. But then again, I'm putting my own experience. I'm injecting my own experience into those comments. So, shall we move on to an actual drama that went down between Andrew and Amira, which is, I guess, Amira being stuck in、uh, Mexico City detention center. I know there's not much that was being shown to us except the fact that Andrew flew to Puerto Vallarta, which is strange to me because. I would think he would meet her in Mexico City itself. Oh my、mm. god! I was thinking the same thing. Right? Like, why would you make her fly to Puerto Vallarta? I mean, not directly, but why would you want to meet her there when you should be meeting her in a capital city where, if anything goes wrong, there's the embassy. You could reach out to a U.S. embassy there, or you can reach out to the French embassy there. And now he's sort of stranded in Puerto Vallarta, and I guess he even checked into the resort just to. Kind of make sure they didn't waste the money booking it. Yeah, or something. that was weird. Why did he very weird on an airplane and fly straight to Mexico City? Exactly. Why would you guys have done? He's selfish. Yeah. Yeah. What would you have done? Yeah, that's exactly what he should have done. I was like kind of surprised. Like I think he's gonna go check into the resort, go swimming, have like an all-inclusive dinner, relax, soak in the tub, and then try to figure out all the Amira drama. Where this poor girl is like. She was already hella stressed out flying during the pandemic, and now she's like detained. We don't know what the hell is going on. Like my heart sank when they said that. Honestly,、mm-hmm. like Andrew looked like he was upset, but why are you just meeting her in fucking Puerto Vallarta? Like obviously that's such a short flight from Rose. Is it Roseville or Ro- Roseville, California? Right. Yeah. So like that's way closer to him than Mexico City, and I can imagine that he planned all that shit out, but um. I don't know. I I, I don't like the guy, and I feel so bad for Amira. Yeah. Again, this just kind of reinforces the idea for me that he's all about himself. He's actually really selfish. He wasn't thinking about her or planning ahead to make sure everything with her was going to be okay. And then when he heard the news and he's going to his room, there's a clip and it's short. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. But then he says he says something like, "I've just had like the shittiest day." You, you've had the shittiest day.、Mm-hmm. Like fucking your fiance just got held up. You know what I mean in fucking Mexico City. Again, everything that they're showing, at least on the show, just to me reiterates how much I do not like this guy. I don't think he's he's right for her. I think she deserves better. I think he's super selfish. I think he's in it for himself. Um, yeah, he wants a relationship, but again, that's selfish because he wants something good for him. It feeds into his ego to be dating someone exotic and a Parisian. That's not America, because obviously, as we know, like American girls would not touch him with a ten foot pole. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, I, I I do know. Like, I don't like this guy. That's that's what I know.、Right? A preschool、yeah. teacher that wears dragon hoodie. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think if I were in his shoes. And I know he tried to call the security office in Mexico City Airport. I guess there was a breakdown in communication. I would have asked one of the many Spanish-speaking workers in the airport he's at to speak on his behalf, because I'm pretty sure someone there knows is probably bilingual and can probably help him. But instead, like Maram said, he chose to. You know, make himself comfortable. Like he said, he wants to set up shop and figure things out while his fiance is stranded and being interrogated and being intimidated 
by the airport officials or immigration or what have you. It's disappointing how he reacted to this. I would have been on the plane to Mexico City mm. to rescue her. But instead, here we see him just being very nonchalant or being very unimpacted, unaffected by but what just happened. Can you imagine how freaked out her father must be? Because mm-hmm. she obviously messaged him first. She must be freaking out if she had to alert her father, you know? Yeah. Again, it's it, it almost seems like what he was going to do was shower, go to the poolside, order a fucking margarita, and see who he <laughs> could hit on at the bar, right? Like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, and act single, you know, and like try to pick up on somebody at the fucking pool, right? Like, that's totally what it seemed like was going to mm-hmm. happen. All right. We've come to the last couple that just got introduced into the show. It's Stephanie and Ryan. Stephanie from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Ryan from Belize. <laughs> Can I just share that when when we first got introduced to Stephanie on TV, like the first comment my boyfriend made was, oh man, she's loopy. I don't know why. Yeah, she looks like she's like heavily medicated or something. I don't know. Yeah, and like, I I thought she looks like the poor man's version of Christy Brinkley, but with a touch of Suzanne Somers, you know, like how she injected all those youth serums. But anyway, that's just my... Some, uh, some 80s references there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I yeah. dig it though, I could catch that. I don't know if our listeners get that. <laughs> yeah, Christy Brinkley that, is this gorgeous ex-supermodel who's Supermodel, still gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Suzanne Somers, she just wants to stay young. She has a lot of books on how it's to stay comparison. young. <laughs> yep. So uh, before I, I move on to you guys, I just want to say Ryan does come across as very charming. He did remind me of Kylie Jenner's ex, Tiga, the rapper, just a little bit. He kind of looks like him. And I, I don't know what to think of them. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on whether or not they'll last because they do remind me of Ashley and Jay. And I think you guys know Ashley and Jay better from the previous seasons of 90 Day Fiancé, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is a total green card situation. Yes. I mean, I feel like she's... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that, like, that's it. Like, every, Go like on. The, yeah, <laughs> basically, it's like throughout her entire segment, like this voice in my head was like, green card, green card, green card. Yep. So, like, everything that she says, anything that he says, I'm just thinking, you have no clue. You're just, like, another American woman that has been just hypnotized by the exotic island boy, for lack, lack of better words. You know, is Belize an island? I gotta, yeah, it's an, sure. I- it's an island um, state. Right? So, it's these island men. They know exactly what they're doing. They charm the pants off of these women and they get their visas and then they get their green cards. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So, I think that it's going to be painful for her. She seems like a really nice lady. She's got like a shitload of cats in her house. She seems it's like one cat. Doing... Oh, really? Just one? I thought she had like a bunch of cats. Maybe I've confused her with someone It's the else. same. Yeah, I think it's the same cat. She, It's a he. But yeah, I think I think it's the same cat. I, I would have to watch it again. She seems like a really nice person, and he just seems like he's taking her in for a ride. So that's my first comment. The second thing is, how the fuck are you going to sleep with his cousin, you hoe? <laughs> I know, <laughs> messy. Like, uh, messy. Whoa, like, you, like, you was a hoe. Hell yeah. messy. So I'll stop there. Okay, so here's the thing. 
you know, she already knows that she's a cougar and she takes it as a compliment. The thing with so-called cougars, part of it is reclaiming their youth. And part of reclaiming that youth is being attracted to younger men because you feel like you still got it. You can still pull a younger person. You are still found attractive by younger people. So, you know, there's that. And I think she's being used. I think the fact that she slept with the cousin, right? You know he told Ryan. Mm -hmm. And you know Ryan doesn't care. Because if Ryan truly cared, there'd be some shit going down. But there isn't. And Ryan is, he's seductive. He's likable. I get that. You know what I mean? I understand his appeal. But she also has to recognize that she's being played. And I feel bad for her because I think she's a wonderful person. You know, I think she's super nice. The fact that she's successful makes her even more attractive to guys like Ryan looking for like a wealthy, successful, like ambitious woman. Are you kidding me? Fucking a green card is just the tip of the iceberg. Dare I mean, you're not just coming to America. You're going to fucking make it in fucking America if you hook up with somebody like Stephanie. She owns what? Two fucking businesses? You know what I mean? Two medical clinics. This is like, (laughs) this is ideal sugar mama status right here. This is like for anyone trying to, you know, quote unquote, land a rich chick, you know what I mean? With, With a green card. This is the treasure chest. This is the yep. promise, right? This is the American dream, you know? <laughs> and and I feel so bad because she seems super, super nice. You know, the whole psychic thing is kind of weird, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, I, I wanted to say, like, I didn't know you you should be consulting a psychic when someone doesn't return your call. Yeah, that's message. a bit weird. You that know? was an escalation right there that I wasn't aware of. That's a bit weird. But the thing is, if I can just re- <laughs> go out on a limb here, you know, I might I might regret what I'm saying later on. But I'm a glass of wine deep, so I'll just fucking go in and say it. Like, <laughs> if I were in Ryan's shoes, like, this is the ideal situation. If I was being predatorial, like, seriously, dare I mean... I yeah, you probably struck gold with her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is what gold looks like right also, here. She's I not, also, you know, as old as she is, she's still very attractive. She's still hanging on to her youth. Super successful, super nice. I mean, yeah. I also feel like Ryan's mom is in it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's right. Also, she called his mom, yeah, right? Like the mom's in it. The cousin was probably like, let me see if I can get in with her. Like, Mm. fuck Ryan. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. I'm sure, like, anybody that can get a chance was trying to get a chance with her. So, Also, do you think think Ryan's being exclusive? Do you think he's faithful, quote unquote? Hell no. Not a chance. (laughs) Same. Same. (laughs) Yeah. I I think in that regard, the tarot card was probably kind of accurate. Remember, she held up one of the cards and the friend said, so there's two women in his mm. life. And I'm like, of course, there. there's probably more than two, but... Yeah, like just two? <laughs> just that two, are you question. sure? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do you think they will last? Because, I mean, it seems like his green card was approved. It's just a matter of him getting into the US. But what are your predictions on this couple? I think what? that he's oh. going to get his green card and yabba dabba do out of there. <laughs> yabba dabba do out there. <laughs> should also be on a t-shirt, right? We should have uh, a merch. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
for her sake, I hope it doesn't. I think she can do a lot better. But if I were Ryan, I would go for it and I would make her happy. I would go for it and I would make her the happiest woman ever in my fucking life because I would be so grateful that I'm swimming in fucking two medical businesses money. She is Maserati rich, yo. <laughs> All right, so my WTF moment was when Andrew decided to go check into the hotel instead of getting on the first plane to Mexico City. I thought that mm-hmm. was a shitty move. Right. Word. Um, for me, it would have to be when Jovi was like, it's my apartment, and I'm not putting that in my apartment. And not only that, but he continued with it. Like, dude, do you not get the hint here that this is supposed to be for the both of you? You should start using language like us and we. It just seems like such a boneheaded kind of thing to say and to keep up. I think he continued it in the car ride and then again in his apartment. It took a while, but I think he finally realized it in the end. But for him to keep thinking, you know, in his frame of mind that he wasn't being considerate to her... And that he wasn't kind of addressing that we're in this together, which is where her head was at, was for me WTF. Yeah, I hear you there. My WTF moment was mostly the same as Mariam. I wanted to say I didn't believe Natalie when she said she has never heard of French toast. And I don't know why she washed her eggs. Wash um, I thought <laughs> I thought that was weird, but then when I saw what Andrew did after finding out that Amira was stuck in the detention center, that really triggered me, and that was the most disappointing thing that he could have done. He just didn't think through things and decided to just fuck it. Let me just check into the resort and figure things out from there. And maybe some people don't see that as as wrong, but then I thought if he had any sense in him the right thing to do would be to go to her. I'm guessing money could be a factor here because he probably may not have the means to do that. So I don't know. We'll have to find out more about what actually happened between them. I do have a spoiler for for you guys and our listeners. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I have some tea to spill. And just like Big Mike and Natalie, Jovi and Yara have gotten married as well. What? So you guys got your wish. Yay. Wow. (laughs) That's kind of cool. Yeah. Congratulations, y'all. The gossiper, Johnny Yates, he actually had a screenshot of uh, their supposed marriage certificate. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, good for them. Yep. They got married on the eve of Valentine's Day. So there you go. Interesting. Very interesting. Very cool. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. Please consider joining our Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to our discussions on a wide range of topics. Our season of The Family Chantel is now available, and soon we'll be covering The Queen's Gambit. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf or our Patreon at WTF Extra. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Happy holidays, everybody. And happy new year. And a happy new year. Yes, happy to holidays you all. and happy new year.
Oh, 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 oh,